We'd like to thank our friends at PwC for their support, partnership, and collaboration in making Retail Gets Real. Learn more about how PwC helps retailers at pwc.com. What I find most fascinating is that there's no intent to purchase before coming to our store. Typically, you go to a store with something in mind to buy, but for, for Zulily shoppers, they wake up in the morning, they open their app, they see what's going on over coffee or when they take a break in the day, and they just kind of scroll through and thumb through because 74% of our purchases come via mobile. Mobile is really strong for us, and it's a great experience. I'm Bill Thorne from the National Retail Federation, and this is Retail Gets Real, where we talk with retail's most fascinating leaders about the industry that impacts everyone, everywhere, every day. Zulily is known for having something new for its customers every single day and serving up personalized recommendations for its millions of users. Today, we're talking with Brian Doherty, Manager of Media and Partnerships at Zulily, about how the company works with brands to create the thrill of the find and keep customers coming back. Joining me today is my friend, my colleague, and my co-host, Sarah Rand. Hello, Sarah. Good morning, Bill. How are you? I'm great. How are you today? I'm doing very well. And Brian Doherty, it's great to have you here. Thanks for having me. So I was thinking about this conversation yesterday, and I determined that the first question I was going to ask was, Zoo Lily, where did it get its name? <laughs> A lot of people ask that question. Um, really? This mm-hmm. is so surprising. They do. Some people just get I thought it was being it really. I thought everybody knew the answer. No. I just well, thought do you I know was, the answer? No. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you think the name came from? Because of the way it's spelled, I have absolutely no idea. You know, it, it's a made-up name. Really? Mm-hmm. So it's just like the founders were sitting around and just decided. Yeah. They, they, I mean, we launched really quickly, right? So 2000 three, and... Let's say we're nine years old. Yeah. Yeah, 2010. 2010. Yeah. Cool. So, you know, it's it idea came in in mid Q4, uh, 2009, launched January 2010. Um, they really got cracking on that, and I don't know if it was actually January that they launched or February, but well, you guys can. It's January, it. February. It doesn't matter. Okay, it's all the same as winter time. Yeah. It was cold. <laughs> and they, they launched it quickly, so they needed to, uh, they came up with a name right out of the gate. And Yeah, but I mean, there had to be, I'm sorry, I'm not going to fixate on this. <laughs> <laughs> there had to be something there. I mean, Zulily, like, I, was it a combination of somebody's names? Was it, I mean, how did, just out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations. To right, the, right, that moment right. of brilliance. It's a great name. It is. Out of thin air. Very unforgettable <laughs> by far. Well, okay. So that aside, tell us the story of Brian Doherty. Where did you get your start and how did you get to where you are? So I started in uh, direct mail, actually, uh, quite a long time ago. And uh, and basically, it was with a, with a local direct mail company. And I, I was working with local businesses and driving uh, customers to those local businesses, trying to trying to tell their story. And so I dove really deep into learning about marketing and uh, sales. So it was really sort of this nose to nose, toes to toes, you know, selling and uh, selling of marketing services and educating small businesses and then medium and then larger businesses, how to actually create interest 
with an audience and how to reach that audience and then what to do once it became something that once they came into the business, sometimes those businesses needed coaching. So based on the needs of, the, of my clients, I just kept learning more. Um, and so I was at that for quite a while. And then um, I had some conversations with some people at Zulily just through through mutual friends. And it really didn't start as, uh, there was no job interview or, or anything like that. It was very much just sort of, wow, this is a neat business. Why, uh, you know, have you, have you thought about, you know, uh, putting out offers and experiences in, you ship a lot of packages. Have you thought about, you know, using that as a way to reach this really fantastic audience that a lot of brands want to reach? And they asked me if, uh, if I thought I could do that. I said, sure, why not? And they said, okay, come work for us. And, uh, and so I did that for a few years and then we started to add on opportunities on site as well. And now what we do is we, we basically have become not just an e-commerce platform, but a media platform in a way to reach a very targeted audience. So our, our customer is a woman, um, far and away women and our women are our our core audience and she's the head of household shopping and so it covers everything really i mean it used to be said when i in my in my direct mail days it was sort of like women women uh, are responsible for 80% of the spend in the united states and have access to the other 20 um and so, or they influence in some way or another. And so when I think about it in my own home, I, I'm, I'm not even allowed to like go get bagels because I get them and I like <laughs> forgot to get the cream cheese and my wife's like, you're never doing that again. And so, so I'm like, okay. Admit it, you do it. On I know, I was exactly. going to say, it's such a good tactic. <laughs> Uh, we're just we're just not the smartest, you know, folks out there. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, I, I kind of jumped ahead a little bit because uh, there's probably a few people that are listening to this episode, and they're like, Zulily, I, I've heard the name before. What is the platform? What does Zulily offer? So, Zulily is a discovery-based uh, e-commerce player, and where we're different, we're we're. Frankly, we're an odd duck in the retail space. I mean, we, instead of buying product and then inventorying it and then promoting it and selling it and shipping it, before we buy most things, I mean, we have very we hold very low inventories of anything. T- our typical way and how we started was we would sell the product first. We'd we'd create an experience on the site, sell the product. Our about hundred events per day, sales events across thousands of units or, or different types of products. The customer would buy it, then we would buy it from we would buy it from the, you know, the, the seller, bring it to our to our warehouses, and then combine her purchases into one box or bag or what have you and ship it out to her. Which is you know, which is why it takes a while to get your product from Zulily. Right. Um, we just don't have it. It's it's not we don't have it in stock to deliver it tomorrow. And so what that affords us, though, is the opportunity to really create a new store every day. And so you come to Zulily, if we're selling it for, for three, we, you know, typically it's a three-day three day sales event. And if you don't buy it, either somebody else is going to get it and or it's not going to be there tomorrow. So there's, there's a bit of sort of 
what I find most fascinating is that there's no intent to purchase before coming to our store. Right. Typically, you go to a store with something in mind to buy. But for, for Zulily shoppers, they wake up in the morning, they open their app, they see what's going on over coffee or when they take a break in the day, and they just kind of scroll through and thumb through because 74% of our purchases come via mobile. Mobile is really strong for us, and it's a great experience. It's a small screen. So we have to create these, these uh, compelling and interesting sort of assortments, and we do it by customer. You must have an incredibly high percentage of return customers. We do have a, we're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not bad. Um, so we have a lot of people that again, they shop, but you also have to, because that, that assortment changes, it's like, we're ready for her when she's ready for us. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. The, the one thing, when I was on the site uh, yesterday, I was looking at a pair of boots and I thought, this is brilliant because on the pair of boots that I was looking at, it said 13 other people are yeah. looking at this <laughs> pair of boots. I was like, crap, if I wanted to buy that pair of boots, I need to beat, you know, those 13 other people before they're gone. Yes. Do you do that on purpose? <laughs> one, might, one might say that that got put on It was an accident. <laughs> we just stumbled across it. Um, no, there's, there, I think there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of psychology that goes into this, right? It's a very, it's emotional, right? And and so, just the thrill of the find is a is a is compelling for a lot of people. They like to discover new products. I mean, our customers, she likes to, um, she likes to share what she finds. She likes to sort of, she likes to brag about her her find. Um, she also doesn't necessarily, you know, she's friends with all, you know, obviously with her friends, but she also doesn't want to have everything her friends have. And so when we can bring that experience of variety across the country where people don't have access maybe to the brick and mortar, like not everybody lives in, in Brooklyn and has all these, these amazing little shops and has the time to go do it. But we sort of bring that to our customers uh, on their devices when she just has a minute and just kind of finds it. And what I think is, is really smart about the way it was done because I didn't do it, so I can say that it was smart for those guys, is that, you know, like, if you're not in, if you're not, like, having a baby soon, there's no reason you need to see maternity things at the top of your, your feed. Mm-hmm. Like, only for those women should that be at the top. For other women, it's home, or it's, um, even the menswear we sell on our site is typically bought by a woman for for her husband or the, the man in her life or her father or son or what have you. So we create, you know, it, the tiles or the offerings move around based on who's looking at it. So you have a really engaging uh, and easy to use process. Yeah, I noticed that yesterday, actually. I mean, because when I went on, when I went back, mm. there was a whole different lineup. Mm. And then when I went back, there was a whole different lineup based off of, you know, I went into several of the different sites just to see, and some of the women's wear, some of them were other things, mm-hmm. but it just, it kind of, I think changed to meet what I had done. That's previously. the idea. Mm-hmm. It's kind of scary. It's mm-hmm. the, well, it's, it's the idea because you, you want to have, so it's the personalization really is it's, it helped that probably I worked in, uh, you know, worked with small local businesses because 
a long time ago, everybody knew, you know, you knew the people in your town, you knew the baker knew what breads you liked and knew what sure. to show you. And the, the butcher knew what cut, cuts of meat your family was into. And, and that's really, that's personalization, right? right it's right, just right. showing people the, the things that they have a propensity to like. And I think people like that. I think, like you said, it's kind of creepy, but everybody wants personalization, but nobody, everybody wants privacy too. Yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. a, no, I totally agree with that. I mean, it is, I, I, I'm a, it, you know, I've been working in and around retail for a long time and I was in a meeting, I was working at the time for Walmart and somebody made a comment and I said, yeah, that makes sense because I hate shopping. Mm-hmm. Well, and everybody at the table looked at me and they're like, you do know who you work for. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, I like when I shop and I'm sure our listeners have heard this before, but you know, if I need a blue shirt, I go into the store, I go to the shirts. I look for the blue, I look for my size, I pick it out, I take it to the counter, I pay cash or credit card, I get it in the bag, and I walk out. Mm-hmm. That's my shopping experience. Yeah. I'm not a browser. And and I go to the same store, so yeah. I know where those blue shirts are, so mm-hmm. I can maximize my time. So to the extent that you're personalizing so that somebody like me goes in and says, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a pair of shoes. This is one of my favorite sites for shoes. The first thing that pops up are shoes. You've saved me a lot of time, mm-hmm. and I'll come back. Mm-hmm. I like that. You're you're not alone in your uh, in your style of shopping, right? And that's that's not typically who our shopper is. Our shopper is really that she loves the thrill of discovery. It's all about discovery and entertainment and connection with us. So your your typical pattern, I think, is is not uncommon at all. Especially, I would say, you know, just categorically, I would just guess for men, where it's very much. I'm not a shopper. I'm a buyer. I'm like going to go in and I do it with intention, right. which is sort of where regular e-commerce, I think, is like the typical e-commerce experience. You go and you have, an, have a product in mind or some need and you go and you use a search bar right? and you then you come up, but sometimes you get 2,000 responses and you have to, that becomes work because you have to wade through that to figure out the right one, especially if you don't know exactly what you need. Like if you type blue shirt into, <laughs> into you know, any other retailer, you, you might get a gajillion right. blue shirts and it's probably easier for you to just go to that store that you know that you want button down collar, button down shirt, what have you. Or if I buy once, I, I know where to go yeah. and what to do. Yeah. Sarah, I'm but sorry. I, but I imagine that need that you're talking about um, where people have identified not necessarily the blue shirt, but the speaking from experience. Mm. I love Zulily for back to school shopping. Mm. I don't know exactly what I need. I need some shirts. I need some shorts. I need some skirts. Mm-hmm. And I go on, and there's a bunch of different things and some cramp. Like it, it's all there if you don't have a very specific requirement. And I would expect exactly. like Christmas gifts or Halloween themed things that you get a lot of people who have a big idea of what they need. And just want to discover what that might look like. Mm-hmm. Sarah, when you do that, do you, I mean, do you scroll through the site or do you go to, the, I, I never ask directions, but I use search all the time. <laughs> so it, I guess that's kind of a way of asking directions. But when you go in, do you do back to school search or do you just go through the whole site? Well, I, so since I've been a Zulily customer, since my daughter was born in 2012, I, it probably knows how old my kids are and it shows me the things that it thinks that I want. And mm. it's, Right. So I scroll because every one of those things just, I get deep into the side of, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. Oh, that's cute. Because it's all really relevant. I right. mean, you guys must be sitting on and using so much data to the advantage of people like me who don't 
who don't want a bazillion SKUs. They just want what's relevant. We tr- we, that's, it's the hard work of what we try to do, right? We try to make it so that your experience is, we do the work so it's easy for you, so you don't have to do the work. Have you seen customer behavior change a lot over the course of the company's life? I'm not sure that we have necessarily, except for that, you know, the, the mobile side is keeps, keeps going up and up and up. And like I said, now we're at 74% of our purchases are via mobile. Is that in your mobile app or by your mobile store or Both. your mobile website? MWeb, uh, MWeb and app. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a small device rather than a laptop or a desktop. Okay. Right. And it could be on, on the app. It could be on, uh, MWeb, mobile web. So if a, if I were, I'll go back to boots. If I were a boot, company i mm-hmm. made boots mm-hmm. and i wanted to use I, I came to zulily and i said you know i've got these boots and they're really special they're very different mm-hmm. from anybody else um and we have a good core customer um can you help me sell these boots what is that process so th- that process is typically um getting involved with our merchandising team so my team's a bit different but i'll give you sort of a high level high level look at that you would Speak with somebody from merchandising. They would make sure that you know you had the right, right amount of product and the right variety of product, and make sure it's a good match. And we we think it's a you know make sure it's a fit, so that we can everybody can win, right? The customers and and our partners and Zulily, right? And then we would uh, you know typically ask to you know reserve a certain amount of product so that we have the opportunity to try and sell it. And then we would, we, so it's interesting about Zulily is we have, uh, some amazing departments and, and one of them that, that immediately comes to mind is our photo studio. Uh, we have dozens of, of photo, uh, of photo studios around the, around the building. And so we've been able to take pro- some brands we work with, uh, maybe they didn't have great photography or we didn't feel it was the right fit. So we would do the photography ourselves. And then we would do the lifestyle imagery. So we could do product photography or lifestyle imagery. And we would create that. And so in some cases, we would bring product in and we would do a shoot on it and we would uh, be able to use that to serve it up. So that's why the this site also feels put together. There's a consistency Consistent. to how it, it yeah, all the sure. product looks like it was... From the same organization right. and not just plucked from all these different, how many, do you know how many different suppliers you guys are, are working with to pull in product? We work with over 15,000 different what? vendors. Wow. 15,000. Yeah. Well, you imagine like a regular, a, a, a regular store maybe has, you know, uh, four or five turns of inventory. We, right. but, but they're doing it over seasons. You know, we're doing that over, over days. Every day. And so we have to. We have a lot of variety. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do have a lot of variety. We were talking about that last night. It's amazing. You never know either, right? And so yeah. that's half the reason you come back is because you're like, boy, I wonder, I wonder what's on there, you know? And and you just find these things that, it, and it could be like really fun, fun, interesting stuff. We we did some two-headed sweaters around uh, Valentine's Day that was really fun. Of course, oh, needs a I have an idea sweater. for us, Bill. <laughs> yeah. That could be fun. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, like something of parenting, you know, like 40 years ago or 50 years sure. ago or 60 years ago where they put the kids together. Right. Best yeah, friends. I'm not going to do a two-headed What's sweater. What's the culture like? I mean, you said, like, this is such a unique 
it's such a unique model and mm. you have a team that is sounds really brilliant and they're focused on some very different things than a lot of retailers are. Sure. What what is that culture like? So the culture is built around team, right? When as a team is one of our one of our tenets. When and, as a team. Mm-hmm. So we have to, right? We have to work together. So we have we have everything from our merchandising team to our studio team to our video team to data teams, marketing, uh, fulfillment, and everything. We all ha- all need to work together to make this experience right for her. And so we figure out how do we do this, and we really keep that customer forefront in our mind because we work for her, and we want to make sure that these things show up right for her as best we can, right? And and we make it right if if you know we stumble, and so it's even in my team, which is media and partnerships. We work with brands that maybe they don't even sell on our site. Maybe they maybe it's a maybe we just need to influence or share this particular brand with our customers, and we feel like it's a right match for them, so that then they can purchase, you know, have a future purchase. But we can influence and and help them on the consideration phase of the funnel so that then they can buy later. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a, some new hard seltzer that's, that's all the rage or it's a wine or it's, it's an appliance. It could be quite, quite a few different things, you know, that we just could be frozen foods or something, you know, that, that need to be bought Mm -hmm. in elsewhere. But it's, these are the things that she, cause she buys across everything. She just, she doesn't just buy, you know, clothing and households and, you know, you know, like kitchen, et cetera, you know, yep. equipment and so forth. She buys across everything. And so maybe it's influencing uh, her or introducing her uh, to a new vacation spot or some opportunity there. And so we try to create these experiences that that's our first bar that we've got to get over. Does this fit for her? We're not just going to put anything up. It has to fit. What is the average box size? I mean, somebody comes on the site, one item, five, two. Is oh, we there have, an average? We, uh, we, have, we have a couple. It varies, you know, day to day because you've got such a variety of product. Yes. And so, so we, we have great, you know, repurchase and so forth. And so some days she'll find one item, some days she'll find five items and, right. she, and she'll put them in. So it, it, kind of, it kind of varies. You know, going back to the beginning, I mean, we were talking mm-hmm. about so the direct mail and you know so much easier i would think to tell stories through you know a direct mail platform mm. versus a platform like this mm-hmm. i mean that transition how how do you do that effectively impactfully understanding that the you know the time that you have you've got to capture them you've got to keep them and then you've got to get them to do something mm. how how do you do that on that platform on a digital platform mm-hmm. so I think everything about digital uh, marketing today is takes its roots from the direct response business from a long time ago, and it used to be you know either magazine or direct mail or something like that. But it was a it was speaking to consumers as individuals, and so there's a lot of measurement there. Um, and then when the internet came along, people took those those same principles and were able to do it much more quickly and get feedback much more quickly. So sure. you could you could adjust much more quickly. So whether it's testing headlines or subject lines or, um, or subheaders or photography or what have you, like the whole storytelling that goes along with that. And so you can apply the same thing, I think, to, to 
digital, the challenge, if it's not compelling, right, people are going to click away. So you want to tell, you want to tell that story, but the same, the process is the same and you give them opportunities to discover. So with one of the, the brands I'd spoken about yesterday was uh, Stash Tea and so, or Calafia Farms. And you could go to learn about the product on a, on a special landing page where then you've got a bigger platform to tell the story. Right. Right. And you might include video if they've got great video or in some cases we created video. I mean, we, we had this great one for uh, stash. They came up with one of their, their food scientists and explained sort of the flavor profiles that were within tea. And she had her white, you know, like, science coat on and everything. And it was, we used, uh, we leveraged Facebook live for that awesome. and just told that story yeah. so that people could, uh, could consume it if they wanted to consume to learn more. Yeah. I would think, you know, the storytelling is such a big part of getting people, you know, engaged mm. and wanting to be a part of something bigger than just purchasing. I mean, they, mm-hmm. there's a story behind it. They feel good about it they are knowledgeable about it and they can tell their friends about it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it makes it special. Mm-hmm. I can't believe, but we are literally running out of time. Really? I, I know. I mean, this was a short train trip. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> yeah. So um, there is something, however, that uh, is a part of our program. And if you haven't listened, uh, you're about to find out. If you've listened before, I'm sure that you've Uh-oh. gotten ready for it. It's called Rapid Fire. One of our favorite segments on Retail Gets Real is Rapid Fire. Thanks to our sponsor, PwC. So what we're going to do is we're going to ask you uh, a question, and you're not going to think about it. You're just going to give us the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. So, Brian, are you ready? We'll see. Sarah? <laughs> you don't have a choice. You're ready. <laughs> Kick I'm ready. off. Go ahead. What's the most unusual product you've seen on Zulily? I'd go with a two-headed sweater. I have a feeling this is going to come into my life somehow. Um, what is uh, your favorite genre of music? Classical? Like, sure. <laughs> I don't do the some, classical some kind days, of guy, to be honest. Some days. I listen to a variety of music. It depends uh, my mood, right? Yeah, that's we exactly. told you this was going to be a hard okay, interview. Okay, yes. Man. Go, sir. What is always on your desk? A rock. What's the uh, favorite thing in your office? The rock. <laughs> Where did the rock come from? The beach. You should have asked the favorite genre of music and you could have said rock. Rock. <laughs> uh, what's always in your refrigerator? Milk. What was your first job? Bussing tables at the Holiday Inn. Wow. That's nice. a good one. Yeah. That's a first. Beer or wine? Both. Okay. You get that. All right. I think I know the answer given the rock, but beach or mountain? Both. I'm in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I get like, oh. they're right there. Cold. Both. (laughs) Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Excellent. We'll leave it at that. Brian, thank you so much. And let me ask, if uh, listeners wanted to find out more about Zulily, where would they go on the internet? They could go to Zulily.com or they could email me if they want to have a conversation at partnerships at Zulily.com. Excellent. Brian, this has been incredibly interesting. We appreciate your time. Uh, We hope that you uh, will come back and visit us again. Thank you so much. And Sarah, thank you for being such a great co-host. 
thank you in advance for buying me a two-headed sweater for Christmas. I'm not doing that. And thank you all for listening to another episode of Retail Gets Real. You know, you can find more information about today's discussion on our website, retailgetsreal.com. And please send your feedback and episode ideas to podcast at nrf.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.